feel like this is a pretty special review to talk about a cinematic achievement. Uh, and I'm one of your excited hosts, uh, Aaron. And also here with us, we got Tim. How you doing, sir? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk about the greatest film ever made. And <laughs> Keith, who I'm sure can uh, throw that much adulation at, at it also. Hey, what's happening? Yep, yep, that is exactly yeah, who Keith is all the time. Yeah, got to play it cool, huh? Well, look, we're excited. We'll be the ones like out of pocket right now. That movie was amazing. I don't even know where to start, but I'm glad it exists. Let's start there, right? Yeah, that's a good place to start, I, honestly. Because um, who would have thought this would have even been possible even, hell, five years ago? I mean, it's not like we really expected much diversity from Marvel, you know, given the, the stuff we had seen in the previous films. But then on top of that, for the animation to be so on point and for it to potentially exceed anything we've seen from DC on, on their animated side for, for comic book uh, material, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go, Tim. You go. I just think it does what comic books do absolutely best, which is just tell familiar stories in a totally different way, and yeah. to do it in such an experimental and exciting and risky way, I thought was really, really cool. There were a lot of parts in the movie. I was having trouble with my contacts when I first saw this movie. <laughs> I was like, "Is this my eyes, or is this movie actually doing that?" And people were like, "Yeah, they did that. They did that on purpose." And I was just like, "That's fantastic." That's hilarious. The music, the music was spectacular. Yeah, I've listened to that "What's Up Danger" song four thousand times since the movie came out. So good. It's it's just it's a beautiful movie. It's absolutely yeah, and it kept me surprised. I mean, there's a big reveal about um, a certain villain at one point where like my jaw dropped. Oh, can, look, okay. Look, so at this point, at this point, let's just say uh, we are going. Uh, into spoiler zone for the rest of this pie. So if you didn't realize that, please jump out now. Please mention the moment you're talking about. I know what you're talking about, but speak, please speak to like what that what that did when you were watching it. The horrifying moment where we realized that like the biggest villain in the movie is his uncle. Yeah. Where I, at first it's a great scene if it's not his uncle because he's doing this thing where he's looking around the room and he he can't be seen. He's invisibilized. Yeah, um, that was crazy. His uncle is looking right at him, which is a super intense scene. But then the fact that, that there's this whole family dynamic is even better. And so many Marvel movies have like a kind of tacked on weird family dynamic where it doesn't totally work. Like the last live action Spider-Man movie where Michael Keaton is his girlfriend's dad. Just like, okay, that's something. All right. But it isn't like, it isn't like your favorite uncle is your complete nemesis now. Well, that not was, just nemesis, but he murdered Spider-Man in front of you. And now you have to save the multiverse. And that's crazy. And and the thing that's so funny is, see, if, if you read some of the, the comic book material, there's a lot of things for, for like all these different characters that things you pick up on. But in Miles Morales's origin story in the Marvel Ultimate Universe for the comics, that's the case also. Now, that character actually isn't as badass, but... Um, Uncle Aaron is um, a well-known in the underground criminal doing all kind of stuff. So yeah, it was it was really fun because you know it's coming. Like if you've read the comics, but then to see it still feels fresh to you the way it happens. It was it was fantastic. It, it was perfectly name drop low key. The way that they pulled it together, yeah. 
and the impact that it had because it was so subtle, I, I did not see it coming at all. And I usually see that stuff coming way in advance. And the fact that they did it in a way that it was exciting for people who knew the backstory and for people like me who didn't, I thought was just really fantastic. Yeah, Keith, what do you, did you know that Keith that that reveal? Um, that the prowler was his uncle. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, that's yeah, because I thought you read the books too. I can't remember. Well, I'm I haven't um really read too many Miles Morales um comic books, but I try to be a little bit versed as far as character backstories and stuff. Just like right. I knew the whole stuff with Gwen Stacy and her being bit by the spider and Peter Parker becoming the lizard. Um, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you see that little glimpse part where it shows her. It's kind of like a silhouette. Oh yeah, they, talking, yeah. You you could see the, uh, the lizard turning back into Peter. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in her universe, it was the opposite where she's bit by the spider, and then um, Peter Parker becomes the lizard. But he becomes she Dr. had Connors, to, essentially. Yeah, but she had to kill. He he essentially. Um, died in the battle that they had against each other to stop him. So I'm familiar with those little backstories and stuff like that, but haven't really read much of the comics. I read a little bit of um. There's a book on Miles Morales. It's a novel called Miles Morales Spider Man, and right. that's um. I read some of it. It's actually pretty good. So it touches bases on some of that too. Um, I really did like the dynamic, even though it was real short between him and his him and his uncle. And also his father, too, and just how both men play such a big impact on his life. Um, so uh, let's let's come back to that for just a second, because I do want to mention one flaw in the film. that they kind of, there's, there's two big ones in, in my mind. I'm probably only remembering the first one. But Uncle Aaron, the, him his hesitation, I didn't totally get. Like, I did get it, because they had that relationship. He has that relationship with his nephew, Miles, of course. But... We never get to understand his motivations, why he's willing to split the multiverse. Like, is there something, just like Kingpin had something he wanted, he wanted his family, he wanted a version of his family in the 616 universe. Well, I, we're assuming it's the 616 universe, but in this universe that we're uh, in, in the multiverse, what does the Prowler want? I don't think, I don't think it's that deep with the Prowler. It might I not, think, it might not be. I think from, be from, my, from my understanding, it's just he's always been a criminal and that's just, he just about that life, he addicted to that life. And we know that Kingpin, or I'm assuming Kingpin, play, pays people very well. So he may just be doing it for the money, and not but, so but much focus know, on like, I, oh, this this gonna destroy. Like he don't even know the spec- I don't think him or Tombstone know the specifics of what Kingpin is doing. I disagree with that because he's right there when Kingpin kills Spider Man. He tells them what you're looking for is not there. Yeah, but he Pro, don't. But Pro that's the thing. But this is the thing. If you if you if you a soldier or an enforcer, you're not you're not you don't you don't think past past whoever you 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 um running behind. So, so this is true. Except this, whatever the the gigantic thing is, they're putting together the collider that splits the multiverse. It's under Brooklyn. So, I don't totally disagree with what you're saying, but. The fact that we know nothing right. about his motivations, it doesn't undercut what happens, but it makes it feel like, well, where the hell did that come from? That was kind of like the Martha movie, well, the Martha movie, the Martha moment of this movie for me. It was like, I, I bought it because we actually had to establish those relationships, but it was like, all right, so are we going to get anything from that? Like, why would he be want, willing to do this? Because it, 
it's hard to believe he just chose to know nothing about it at all. But it's possible, right? We we can that's the thing we have to like buy into. But it's one of the only things plot wise I felt like they you know, they probably took it out because it would make the movie like another twenty minutes. Hmm. But you know, I, I feel like it was the one thing missing that would have just made this like have no real gaps in it from a source I, perspective. I did think he was just in it for the money. Yeah, I think it wasn't just not nothing more deeper than that. Anything deeper than that, honestly, just money. Probably and, not. and just the fact that he just he just about that criminal life. That's about it. And who what better person to be linked with than the kingpin? I know, but then it's like you want me to really. It, it's it's such a gigantic turn to go from. I know that I likely have uh, some kind of knowledge that the multiverse is splitting. Um, oh no! But because of my nephew, I'm gonna stop my mission, and then I I beg for forgiveness as I die. I don't know. It's just it's a lot of huge jumps really fast in that character. Because um, if you're just in it for the money, yeah, of course you don't want to go. You know, soldiers don't like hitting you know family, kids, and, and women. His ass what? might low key might not even know what a multiverse is. We don't know the extent to his knowledge. He's a criminal. That like some people, idiot. like some people are just like I mean, not that I, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's no no more deeper than that. Like he's just doing what he getting paid to do. If he tells right, well, him, I'm, I'm yeah, on it, but yeah, I think yeah. I think he compartmentalizes the same way anybody involved in crime compartmentalizes. You think like I'm selling drugs. Um, because it pays. You don't think like, oh no, what am I contributing to bigger picture? Yeah. It might bother you sometimes, but you don't, you don't, it's not top of mind. Well, if that's the case, then there's something else this movie's doing that's kind of funny from a black culture perspective. But, uh, just rewinding a little bit from that moment, how, what did you guys think of, of like Peter Parker so quick? Um, uh, which Peter amazing, Parker? I, I, well, the the obviously the the first I guess twenty twenty five minutes of the film that that death. Oh, the death. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I was I was okay with it because it was a blonde Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, I thought I was tripping when I saw blonde Peter Parker. Um, that was weird. Uh, it's like, so I honestly went into the movie trying not to watch anything. I tried not to watch music videos. I didn't read anything about it. I was just like, I just want to go in. And view it, and I and on the trailer I'd seen that there were multiple Spider Man. I still didn't connect that there could be a blonde one. So it, I was like, I've seen Ham Spider Man, I've seen Spider Gwen, I've seen North Spider Man, I've seen Spider Man twenty ninety nine, I've seen Ben Riley. I've never seen a blonde Spider Man. Yeah, I, um, when I saw the blonde Spider Man, I was the first thought came in my head was like, yeah, he's about to die. Um, <laughs> damn, because it, it, I didn't know he was gonna die as soon. That he died in the way that he died, <laughs> but um, I was he like, yeah, he, really he's about too. to die, um, because because I also do understand in the comic books that the Ultimate Spider-Man does die, um, but I think he dies. I guess it's kind of similar in a battle. He, he dies. He dies versus Green Goblin. Yeah, he dies in, versus Green Goblin in front in in Queens, right in front of his home, defending the house because um, Osborne found out who he was and he killed. Peter when he was like still pretty young. I don't even know if he was seventeen yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was super young. Yeah. yeah, and as you know, so so I did have an understanding that that Miles Morales's Spider Man does die. I just didn't know that it was 
you know, it was, that was uh, you said Miles Morales is spy- oh you mean in the okay hit the Peter in the his Peter universe the dies. Peter in his universe dies okay and yep. I also gotcha. think that it was cool that he seemed to be like the most perfect version of Spider Man like what do you he mean, was like, like he got the best powers not not Miles Morales but that Peter Parker. Was the most oh, advanced. Oh, that one! That was the best one with the bat, bat cave. Yeah, he, he's, cave. he's like Spider Man two point oh, a Peter yeah, Parker. Yeah, that more so, was dope. More so, Peter Parker two point oh, and then like even even his death, like how people like really celebrated him and stuff like that. Like he was like a legit hero, and um, oh, that does make you make you wonder like where was Jameson? Yeah, does Jameson? That, 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 that's that's a slightly missed. But does he? But does he exist in this world though? That's the question. Because there was a lot of like little things. J. Like, Jonah Jameson exists in the Ultimate Universe, but I don't know that this that that's where we are. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a version of the Ultimate Universe, at least for the cinematic world. I um, and I thought that was cool, but the I I, I also like the um what thirty eight year old neurotic. Sick of it, Peter Parker too. I, That's a six I relate, six I related. I related so much to that Spider Man. <laughs> Wait a minute! As soon as you said that, it, it actually just connected with me. Wait a minute! So they do have Spider Man of like different ages too. Like, yeah, you got your teenage one. You got your one that's like late twenties, and then you got your one like late thirties. He's gone through the ringer. Yeah, you, know, you got your, bur- your your burnout Tim Malloy Spider Man. <laughs> he, he out of shape he just eat pizza all day he cries in the shower but, but that was something that yeah. I've, I've heard I was um watching some videos about this and um somebody had brought up I wish I remember who it was but how it's almost like that Spider-Man is like a a child star that, or like a, a star athlete that hit their prime when they were like 16, 17 and after that, they've yeah. just been doing the same thing and been like stunted in a sense, <laughs> because it's like it, and that explains a lot and why he didn't want to have kids. Like he never wanted to move to the next step in life. Whereas Mary Jane was ready to move forward, he's still sixteen year old Spider Man, or whenever well, like 15, 14, whatever. So good, yeah. Because okay, because like some of that's true. I mean, the thing is, from a very literal standpoint, the way this six one six. Was set up. I mean, hell, at one point, not obviously it hadn't gone through this part because that means hell. At least at the rate things are going, he's going to end up. Uh, I think like in about five years, civil war will happen. Aunt May will be shot and killed by a sniper, uh, and then to get her back, he'll make a deal with Mephisto to cancel out the marriage of him and what, Mary Jane, what, and they what, won't. Hold on, real quick, real quick before you keep going. What are you talking about now? Six one six Spider Man. Is that is that what Spider Man that one's supposed to be? Now he's younger in that one, but like but, at some point, I'm glad they actually did skip that. So, but like his life sucks, man. You, <laughs> like, you know, you know who I think that Spider Man really is, though. I think that Spider Man is Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider Man. You talking about uh, in the real? film? Yeah, probably. And and real quick, so, yeah. What's up? What's up? To go back even more, Earth six one six Marvel Universe. Can we just simplify that as like that's the Marvel Universe that everybody knows? That's, that's the, the main. Marvel. Marvel. Oh, sorry. So, well, wait, wait. That's the Marvel that everybody knows in the comics, right? But yeah. Not the Marvel Universe in the films, yeah. right? So, okay, yeah. 
Michael. I think in the I think in the films that Spider Man is because I I felt like they was paying homage to some of the Sam Raimi. Yeah, you talking about Sam Sam Raimi, right? Sam, yeah, I say Raimi, Raimi, um, Mm -hmm. with Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah, because he did stuff from all those films, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was that so, so I my my theory is that he's that Spider Man but older. Mm-hmm. So that it's, makes sense. It's him after Spider Man three, pretty much. That's that's so that is that's the brown haired older Spider Man. Exactly. No, he's saying he thinks. Wait, 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 are you saying that's the brown haired Spider Man, or yeah. are you saying that the one that was killed? No, I think the brown haired Spider Man is the Sam Raimi Spider Man. Look, Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Okay, so which one, just to make sure we're, we're talking about the same one. You remember how they had the scene from Spider-Man 2 where like he uh, stops the trains? Yeah. Okay, now, is that the, the brown-haired Spider-Man or the blonde Spider-Man? They show the brown-haired Spider-Man doing that. Okay. They show okay. him doing that. They show him dancing on the street. Okay, yeah, 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 that's him. So they show a lot of scenes from, like, the Spider-Man trilogy, and at first, all they doing this to pay homage. But then I'm like, what if he actually is that Spider-Man, but but grown up? And that's how him and Mary Jane's relationship ended. Well, I'm glad it looked like she was going to give him a chance, because he was screwing up. Oh, yeah, he he fucked up big time. But, um, enough of that. What do y'all think about the, um... The other Spider Man. So, well, starting with since it's Miles Morales' show, what do y'all think about Miles Morales? Uh, as as himself or as the the Spider Man, Spider Man. Just the character in general. He was fun. He was fun. And man, okay, so Miles is uh, they, man. There's so much stuff that they sneak in about blackness that it's hard to like really explain it, but like. Black people give each other like tiny cues and like signs with how they speak and say certain things, or even like how they, I don't know, like so for example, this is part like early on where he's speaking to his father, or uh, no 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 not not to his father to Uncle Aaron, and uh, he said this line it was like you're the best of us, and I I'm telling you in this so much black cinema where they say the best of us. Like you're the best of us. Like they, there's always like an archetype for that kind of character in like a lot of these family films. And I was like, they snuck that in there, but like we heard it. Nobody else heard it, but the black people did. And, <laughs> and um, I don't know, I, like they I literally he, did not hear that. <laughs> well, th- yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of little interesting callouts. So even like how he's singing the songs, like a lot of people, the way he's singing it. I don't know, man. It's, it's a little bitty case it's, stuff. That, that, that's real fun. Yeah, and and that, that that brings me back to thinking about like the first thing I was thinking. I was sitting here watching it, and the, the one the person I was watching it with, I turned to, I said, "This movie is black as hell." Like that's the first thing I thought. Like this movie, it remind you know what it reminded me of. It reminded What's me of it? when I, as an adult, go back and go watch the Goofy movie. Man, that movie's so black. Yeah, it's like you. That's the first thing come to your mind. Like, movie was one of the blackest. This movie the, is the, okay. The the only oh well, technically that's a Sony film. Disney movie. Well, a Goofy movie might be the blackest movie there is on the Disney catalog. Yeah, and 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 it kind of I guess because it just felt so relatable in that sense. And then you, the music, the way the characters talk, the way they acted and stuff like that, it had like a the, more... What, what Max is wearing? The man what, is... Yeah, his, he, 
huge baggy pants, gigantic uh, t-shirt. He looked like a late nineties rapper. Exactly. You know, how, like, how, like, how like, XL uh, shirts and gigantic like uh, you know like Echo jeans that are super wide. Like that's how he was dressed. And it just had. I, I think. I think the thing that um, both of them, both movies do that kind of has that. Oh, this feels real black feel. Is that is the hip hop culture that's thrown into that. But the thing is, in the, the way, but that's what's so funny. You, did you notice how Tim said it is? The way it's black is like not, it's not like, it's not going to say black. It's not going to mention race. It's just like going to be this thing, like what stuff is happening. If you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. Like, and it's, it's representation in a way that like, you know, you can't be giving all the secrets out. It's like, yeah, just keep doing it. Like, cause we see you. We're like, yeah. well, can, you give, like, some, can you give like some examples of it? There, I mean, obviously I picked up on like the importance of there being a black and Latino Spider-Man. Like that was huge, mm-hmm. but I think I might've missed some of this because like, I didn't catch. No, the there's no way all. you would in a lot of cases. Like, okay. Like for example, there's another set of, of, uh, of tropes and not bad tropes, just things that come up constantly. Like we see you when he came home. So I gave you that one line, but remember he came home after Peter Parker was killed and everybody in the city's panicking. And he asks his dad, you know, some stuff. And then eventually, dad's like, yeah, I really don't like Spider-Man. I don't know why you asked me about that. And then it's just him and his mama <laughs> sitting there. That and was then, fun. And then she's like, uh, he, he asks her something. I can't remember exactly what it was. But she says, you know, you know our family doesn't run from stuff. And I was like, damn, see, that's another little, little nugget they threw in there. And it's like, <laughs> it's not. It, it's tiny, tiny, tiny stuff. But it's like stuff you hear all the time, and it's the way people speak, and you know, um, it's like itty bitty nuggets of like, yeah, th- this theme is in here, and, and you know, just keep keep you know, don't don't run from from whatever's in front of you, like just kind of take it on, you know, yeah. like stuff is gonna come up, you know, it's gonna come up, just just you know, do what you got to do. Yeah, for me, it's just more of a feel of things, like even small things, like I don't know much about being Afro Afro. You know, African American and Afro, Latino. Afro Latino. Would you, yeah, Afro Latina. But like, even, Latino. But even like certain stuff, like how he talked to talk to his mother at certain points. He'd speak Spanish to her, and even like in and his you see that and stuff like that. Um, also, like the mute. It's the music too. The music. The way that the way that Miles walked. The way that he talked. His um. The fact that he wearing J's with a hoodie, with the Spider Man outfit underneath it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, Just, the constant, st- and then okay, here's another one. And the thing is, you see that you, this happens a lot in all kinds of films. But when Miles gets a zero, and he's like, because you know, like this is whole thing he keeps talking about, like he wants to be with the people, and his father's like, you know, these are your people now, blah blah blah. And he's like, no, nah, but you know what I mean. And then like he didn't say you know what I mean, but like his father then starts having the conversation with him about like. You know, some of it's a little more literal where he's saying, like, no, you don't have a choice. You have to go to school. But the other part is, like, there's a struggle for a lot of people where you have family who's not in the, in, you know, like, just speaking bluntly, getting right to what I'm trying to speak to, like, a lot of people, when they are black, have family who are not even in the middle class. And so there's a lot of things that come with that about, like, guilt about making it out of a certain situation or mm-hmm. having more than other people and how that can change the identity you have with other people um, because they feel like you're 
trying to distance yourself and like having opportunity means you're not around them anymore, all kind of stuff like that. And that's what that, that thing about being in a new school means for him. But when he's speaking to like, I just, he, he's doing small things to try to get out. But when he gets that zero on purpose, you know, and the teacher's like, look, obviously you were really smart. So I'm gonna need you like not to do that. And then having great expectations, like, yeah, of course, like that's the book is what the book is. But like, the fact that when they did the art, he did himself in black, mm. um, his silhouette in black. Oh, uh, and the, with the and, and graffiti. The thing, that's a chalk outline, the way he did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of tiny, tiny things. Well, I could talk about this for hours and hours now. There's plenty of stuff in this film that's really tiny stuff, specifically for black people to kind of notice. It's not that yeah, you wouldn't appreciate that graffiti, but it means something additional. It's the style, um, and it's... And it, I guess you could see a lot of the um, the culture in it in a way that like like it's it's in a way like where I kind of relate to this movie a lot more in a way that I don't relate to Black Panther, in a sense. Yeah, I um, agree with that definitely. Meaning meaning that with with, with Miles Morales and Into the Spider Verse, you relate more into the being African American and that and that experience. But also, there is something also that connects to Spider-Man that's very similar to, like, minorities. Like, most, I don't know about you, most black people I know, they like Spider-Man. You know, if they like a superhero, most Latinos, black people, they really feel connected to Spider-Man because he's kind of like, he has, like, everyday problems in a sense. He's not Bruce Wayne. He's not a, a rich white guy. And he's not a alien god deity thing like Superman. So yeah, in that case, he's like very relatable. But then when you get Miles Morales into it, it's the it's the same thing in a way, but also from our perspective. So it makes us have a, a love Spider Man even more because I love Peter Parker too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm, Peter Parker, my I, dude. Look. Yeah, Peter Parker gonna always be my dude. But I'm glad that Miles Morales exists, especially for like if I had kids, like they can see that this we have this version of Spider Man that they can look my up to. My son is freaking out that there's a black Spider Man. This dude ain't even two. Are you serious? Yeah, man. He well, first he loves Spider Man, but when he saw that Post Malone video, oh, he lost his. Shit. That's he such a like, good video. What? Now, oh man, and the song's great. And you know, he, he's always singing it. Because remember when Peter was like, okay, okay, look, 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 stop sticking to the to the ceiling. I need you to relax. What do you do to relax? And he's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. He's not humming and, that song. And then by the end, he's like, I think I want kids. Like, oh my God. It, uh, when you're a dad, oh my, this movie hits you totally different too, man. Like, uh, this, this, I'm sorry to interrupt. This kind of goes to the discussion we had about the Black Panther Halloween costume. Is your son aware of like the existence of race? Is he like where black other people are white? Like what is he? Nah, what he's, is he? Nah, he's nah, he, he, he <laughs> so I can tell you he does conceptualize as something different about people, but it's not. I mean, he doesn't understand race and how people view that. So how is he aware of Spider Man? Like, what do you how mean? did he freak out? How did he freak out? Oh 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 oh! Well, because I bought it on PlayStation Four, and that game is amazing, and he wants me uh, to play it every day. And if he's a bad boy, he doesn't get to see Spider Man. <laughs> but uh but the thing is though, so and he, he was Spider Man for um for Halloween and so he just loves Spider Man. He, he's super into him. And um I was like, you know, after I saw the film, because like I said, I wasn't watching anything, but I really liked that post Malone song, so I put it up and he was like 
wait a minute. Oh, wow, that's really cool. And I don't think, I don't know that he knows for a fact that it's a black Spider-Man. Like, like that he's conceptualizing that, really. But babies sometimes do, like, they they see, when they see something they think looks like them, they just get excited, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of is what it is. And so, like, for example, this is a guy, this is a totally different tangent, but, like, this is a guy named Tobalu who has a song called Buff Baby. And in it, it's like Adventure Time, the cartoon show. But it's him, and he's like a black baby, and he likes all kind of babies. When he sees a black baby, he's like, "Oh wow, look at that! That's cool." So yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. I, I wow. wonder about that, but um, but what do yeah. y'all think of fatherhood in this film? Like the way it's depicted, fatherhood. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's. I- I mean, the relationship between him and his dad is beautiful. The relationship between his like surrogate dad with Peter Parker, and, like Peter Parker realizing that he maybe he does want kids, as you mentioned, it's be- it's a it's just a beautiful movie. I mean, it has so much heart in it. You know, like the first thing that kind of I I've never had this type of situation, um, but I felt like okay, so you know how when um when the first Peter Parker gets killed. The first thing he does is go home. And like the first thing I was thinking was that he went home so that he could be around his father because he would feel safer around his father. Uh-huh. And and I and I, I kinda like that. But he but I also feel like there was a lot of things between them that they were having problems saying with each other. Like I feel like there were things that his father Jefferson wanted to be able to communicate with him but didn't know how to communicate him on that level that his uncle Aaron is, you know? So it's kind of like he has these father figures in both um, Jefferson and Aaron. And I think more so with him and the the other Peter Parker, Spider-Man, it feels more, it feels more like brother, brother type relationship, older brother relationship. Mm -hmm. Just with the the hey. Huh? When he went, hey, you know, trying to put the moves on on Gwen. That was was what he learned from Aaron, though. Oh well, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're, yeah. Right, you're right. What do y'all think about Gwen Stacy? I mean, I don't know if we done with the father conversation, but <laughs> uh, let's let's finish that real quick and yeah. then and then jump to Gwen because I, I think that is like a, a really uh, interesting character, um, father. Yeah, so I don't, man. I just tell you, it was, um, man. Oh, that movie just had a lot of stuff, and I just appreciate it. I don't even know where to go with that. Like as far as father, I mean, it, I'll just say it was impactful. I like, I can't even like completely put into words, but um, you know, it, it it worked well. I'll just say that. Yeah. 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 It was. <laughs> no, I was gonna say um, it just didn't have any forced moments in it. But what were you about to say? Tim? Yeah. Yeah. The thing, I, one thing I love about this movie so much, and I wonder if little kids will like it as much as adults do, because, you know, I've lived with Spider-Man for, you know, 30 years of my life or so. I mean, more than that. Almost like, I mean, almost my entire life. And I just remember all these different iterations of Spider-Man and just to, like, see them all and have the recognition of all of them. Yeah. It was just, like, so powerful. Like, to see, like, the Spider-Man from, like, like around 1985 when I probably started reading it and then to, like, 1980 nine and then into like the very recent stuff and characters who didn't even exist when I was a kid. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't around to have Gwen Stacy die in the comics and to have that impact, but to realize how important it was to Peter Parker's life that she dies. And then to have that reversal of it where she's the one who lives and he dies was just like, 
devastating. Like to to see. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Can I start over? Did you get that wrong? Yeah, you well, did say in Gwen Stacy's story. Yeah, so with Gwen Stacy, Peter dies and she lives. Yeah, you said it right. To see that, but doesn't she actually catch his hand? No, 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 no. She, he okay. didn't die like that. I think they didn't show exactly how he died. It's just that they he died after the battle or during the battle as the lizard. Um, he wasn't able to make it through after the fact. I think the, she. The I moment, think she generally had to almost, in a way, kill him. Mm-hmm. The, the the moment where Gwen Stacy, where in the comics she would have died and instead she lives, was just so amazing to me. Like this, like lost character coming back. Oh, yeah. And the comics had that terrible subplot with like the the. Gwen Stacy's clone and all that stuff that's kind of like one of the most made fun of Marvel storylines ever. Sorry, Stan Lee. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> oh, they but, got plenty of stupid ones, but yeah. yeah. But, but to, to have her come back in like a totally reasonable way, when I first saw Spider-Gwen on the comic stands, I just went like, this is the stupidest thing ever. This has to be a clone again. Why <laughs> I didn't, you didn't want to believe. <laughs> and, and then when I saw like what the origin is in Spider-Verse, I was just like, oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Like, what if she'd been the one bitten by the spider? I was yeah. totally wrong to misjudge this. This is the coolest thing ever. It's, man, you know, it's so easy to do as a comic book fan because, like, you feel like you've seen it all and you and you get kind of, you know, skeptical. And, I mean, you do that with some of the animated films, too. And I feel like I was – I just was leaving the door open just because I read the original run of Brian Mac- Michael Bendis with um, Miles Morales, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and so I was hoping to – like no matter what people say, I was gonna see this and just kind of give it a shot because the source material is strong. And yeah. so, for example, in in the Ultimate Universe, actually, what ends up happening is so his father similarly is is a police officer. He hates Spider Man, just like in uh, we see here. But eventually, what ends up happening is Peter had passed away. He ended up finding his uncle Aaron was the Prowler. Deals with that situation, but then he immediately has to go to Venom. That's his second villain. First his uncle, then Venom. Oof. And um, he he really, you know, he's still an amateur hero. He makes some mistakes. Venom finds him in his house. And Venom then attacks his mother and uh, ends up killing her. And he has to deal with that. Oh. And then it, and so his father at that point still doesn't know that Miles is Spider-Man. But they're going through all this stuff. And he hates Spider-Man even more. And then eventually he learns. And they have to have that discussion. Holy shit. Like, it was good. I just spoiled oh. a lot of it, so. Like man, it, it the journey is and so this, worth. This man. is in the comic book, right? Yeah, th- this is the original Miles Morales story. Man, it's yeah. so good. Um, um, but I like anyway. I like what they did with this one. I like that they didn't take completely from the comic book, but still made the character feel um, fresh and um, well fleshed out. Only, um, what else? Okay, I think we were talking about Gwen now. Um, I really like, and I was I was the same way um, as Tim when I first saw the Spider Gwen comic. I was like, "What is this?" But I mean, I liked the I liked the aesthetic of what the character looked like. Um, but I also feel like I was um, I stopped reading Spider Man books like a long time ago. But I felt like there was like a Spider Man overload and stuff because you got so many yeah, different versions of the character. Oh, 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 you know what's so messed up? I'm pretty sure there's a Spider-Man over, Overload comic. That's yeah. what I was speaking to. So, Sorry. yeah, it's 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 a lot going on with the Spider-Man. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's just another one. And so I never really looked too much into Spider-Gwen. But 
I just I just really love the character in this movie, you know. Also, um, just a little tidbit, I like how unique all of the um different versions of the spider people are. Like even like down to like how they move. Like Gwen has this more like ballerina way that she moves or in a way that in a in a sort of grace that the other spider spider people don't have. Um, yeah, I think even one point, I think she's wearing ballerina slippers or something. Um, oh, that's in her origin story. Yeah, so which I think is is super cool, you know, in itself to to give them just this different thing because otherwise it just looked like a bunch of people in Spider Man suits fighting, you know, and it, you don't give them any um, anything that makes them stand out. Um, <laughs> but shout, also shout out to Nick Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I was literally about oh my god because I didn't know I didn't and I was like I'm for, tripping for, for Spider Man Noir like that is something I'm like come on man come through Nicholas Cage <laughs> crazy that was spectacular that is a total comeback for Nicholas Cage that by he, itself was worth the price of admission that was so fun. I, I've talked to people who are like, oh, that movie is Nicolas Cage in it. And I'm like, trust me, Nicolas Cage is maybe the best thing in it. Yeah. Although it's not, there's so many great things in it. He's like, he's he's like, he's the, um, the sprinkles on top. Like when he he gave that line, I don't know why, like everything he said was just perfect. And it was like, it's perfectly Nicolas Cage. Like when he said, when he said, we don't choose the ballroom, we just dance. (laughs) And then, uh, <laughs> it's just so dumb. And then on top of that, um, I, I forgot a name, but the the Spider Girl from the future, um, the robot, Penny, Penny, um, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, I really enjoy. Man, they they know they making that overseas money. Boy, the art, the great. artwork is amazing. Like, um, Man, even how, even like with with how how Penny Parker looks more like an anime character. Yeah, man, I love those distinct styles. That was so well done. And Spider-Ham being so different. Yeah, like, even their fighting styles were unique. You got um, Spider-Ham dropping anvils on people's heads and shit. And, you know, just, it was just it was just so cool. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was boss. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about also were the end credit scenes. Did you guys see both of them? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't stay for the end credit scenes. What? Oh, you. Tim, did you stay for them? I think I saw the Spider-Man 2099 one. Dude, that channel was so funny. Yeah. Well, it's like, I guess we won't spoil you, Keith, but dang, man. Y'all, I'll just say you missed something real fun. Yeah, and maybe I'll see, I'll it see if out. I can watch it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube eventually. I mean, you guys could talk about it. I just, I kind of figured that there was going to be an end credit scene, but I'm, I'm so... I, I'm just kind of over the end credit scene. All the way, but basically, Spider-Man 2099 shows up. And um, when I say shows up, like he's in his his verse and he can jump through the multiverses. And then he goes back to the he's like, I'm going to go back to the beginning. And you're like, the beginning. Oh, okay, maybe he means like the beginning of the movie. No, he goes to the very first Spider-Man cartoon ever of that series. And they animated him in that style. And something happens. I'm not going to ruin it for you because if you know this meme, you'll love it. But uh, it was great. Oh, wow. Was there another one? No, well, the, the other one, the, well, that's the thing. It's called, it, people call them two. Really, that's the one, but there's the one okay. before that where they, um, you know, give a thank you to Stan Lee, of course. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, um, 
I didn't stay to watch that. I probably should have. It would probably been cool. Because I was just thinking that when I was watching. I was like, damn, it'd be cool if they had Spider-Man 2099. Well, you would have gotten your wish, except you rushed out the theater. Like, why do people still do this? Can, can we, like... Do we need to put out PSAs for people when they go watch Marvel movies now? Or, or like, anything with a Marvel property? Because, like, they're always going to give you in-credit scenes. Just sitting on your seat and just wait. Well, for one, I, I just... My my last couple of experiences with end credit scenes were not that really just worth it. So I just kind of like leave. And then some sometimes when I'm there, I'm with somebody and I just be like, you know what, we can go and go. Like if it's just me by myself, I might literally just sit there just to be sitting there. Because sometimes I like to just read credits. It sounds like you're on a date where you didn't set the ground rules, but... No, it's not that it's a date. It's with anybody. I just be like, nah, I can go ahead and leave. I'll see this later. I'll tell like, you, I'll I haven't see you seen in the parking lot. I'll call you on the phone after this is done. It's like I, I feel like it. I haven't seen any um in credits that that made it work for me to sit there. And then sometime I got to pee. Like, and then, well, see Tim, do you think this would have been worth holding a pee? Um, I plan my bathroom trips real carefully. The movie. <laughs> there's usually there's usually two. It's usually when people are talking. Sometimes I find out after the fact that there was some big reveal that like changes the entire movie for me. That actually happens pretty often. So it's kind of nice because then the next time I see the movie, it's like I'm seeing a whole second movie. Like, yeah, like, and that's another thing. I honestly do plan on seeing it again. So. Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this movie. And I have to because my son wants to. No, nah, I mean, I plan on going to the theaters and see it again. And I rarely do that. Like, that yeah, let I me mean, know if, I really like yeah. it. My wife wants to go see it, so I might end up seeing it twice anyway. Um, There's some details you mentioned even during this. I feel like there's so many more things I would pick up if I saw it a second time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I missed a million. Whoa, so real quick, though, what about the villains, though? What y'all think about the villains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Have they combined Scorpion and Tarantula into one guy? Yeah, I didn't know what was up with that either. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, um, and he just remind me of a, um, what do you call like a Mexican wrestler? What do you call them? A luchador. luchador. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gave me luchador vibes. Um. Yeah. Tarantula is, is just Scorpion now. I mean, Scorpion. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just weird. Yeah. But like, they're good enough to be two separate guys. I mean, cause Scorpion is like Matt Gorgon. who's like the, like sort of, I don't know, rough hewn, I guess, Irish dude. Yeah. And then Tarantula is like this ridiculously stereotypical character who should be played by like Antonio Banderas in like 1992 or something. <laughs> so the, the, you're bringing up the slash assassin. He's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, you're bringing up actually, uh, you guys both mentioned this. This is actually the second flaw of the film for me. Um, I think the villains are, are fine. Like, let's put like this serviceable. They're there to do what they're supposed to do and then they out. Um, this is definitely not in the Marvel universe in that we would have had a you know thirty minute kingpin backstory uh, right. if they were doing it, and I feel like we didn't really need that here because the other the heroes are so strong you don't have to do all of that and have for it to matter to you. Yeah, um, I, I think it is more about the heroes' personal stories in a sense to where like the yeah. villains they do take a a back seat. Which in most cases I'll be like, uh, you know, I'm not really feeling that. I want to feel more, you know, get something more from the villains. But um, from how I feel like the they built up the characters with um, Peter, 
Gwen and, and Miles, it was just, it's like something that I can like gloss over. Now, in fairness, Uncle Aaron is a villain. Yeah, Uncle Aaron is a villain. But even with him, it's like, just like what you were saying, like, there's still not too much going on as far as his motivations. Like, it's just simply like, from how me and Tim looking at it, he just he just do it for, for crime, for the sake of crime, and for the sake of money. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the one like, I don't know. But that's the kind of ambiguity. That's not a problem, but it I think it would strengthen the film to know if he just was this kind of person with Aaron. I mean, excuse me, this kind of person with um, with Miles. Mm-hmm. Or he had a softer side outside of that also. Not a big deal. Doesn't ruin the film for me in any way. Um but I think it'd be interesting to see what a cut of that would have looked like um, without it. I mean, it would, th- that moment was impactful for me, even without having to do that. Yeah. Um, he clearly wants the best for Miles, so, you know. I, I think, want, I think the, stuff with, um, the stuff with Kingpin is pretty interesting. And, um, yeah. and, and showing and displaying him as a more, in a more, almost in a more sympathetic light, more so because yeah. of his family. Um, but I, I guess if you if you comparing it, it does pale in comparison to what we get from the Netflix Kingpin. But then again, oh, that's I'm not. not nah, that, that's we, then not again, we can really there. can't compare with you know something that builds up a character over a course of shows and well, something Netflix that has fourteen doing. hours. You know, yeah, they got fourteen hours to work with. But um, I'm just saying that from my experience because most of my experience with the Kingpin is from the animated Spider Man series. The Netflix series and what we oh, just okay. got, so I don't I don't have a, a, a huge knowledge of Kingpin of a ca- as a character. I just always wondered, like, why in the hell is he so goddamn strong? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that rock. Uh, uh, yeah, and um, the the it's funny. Like, I was thinking about his design because, like, they make him hulking on purpose. Like, he just he doesn't like his his stature is not one of like a normal human. He's just kind of. Yeah, just gigantic, like boxy, and then he just like has his head like a little further down than the border of the big ass square making up his body. Yeah, but uh, but mm-hmm. he does like give him this real like you feel and like when he's in the room he's an intimidating force. Yeah, so I I do think that how they did it works, and so um, yeah, it was it was really solid. But so um, I feel like uh, we should wrap up a little bit, uh, and then we're going to open up a new segment we've never done before, see how that, that goes <laughs> for you guys. I have no clue how this is going to yeah, work. Yeah, let's see what you got uh, us into. So. See if it's fun. Uh, but, but before we get there, um, closing thoughts, man. I, I just think this movie is is an achievement on so many levels, and it's going to influence what every animated comic book film, hell, maybe even just animated film, period, does for the next generation. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. Like, I'm really excited to see what this does for for the medium. But um, I love it. No, I was just going to say, I think one thing we didn't really talk much about was how it looked visually and, like, how oh, gorgeous it looked. Sick. Like, like, we're looking... It's like you're literally looking at a moving visual comic book, but, um, but done right, in a sense. And it was just yeah. so... It's, like, visually dazzling, in a sense. In the times when I use paneling, it's it in and like bubbles and things like that. Like it, it doesn't feel out of place. Like it feels exactly like where it needs to be. Exactly. So um, that's one. Oh, one other thing I wanted to talk, just mention real quick, because I think it needs a, yeah. a type of mention real quick. I I really like the the female Doc Ock. I thought she was. Oh, yeah. 
it was it was something that was completely horrifying about her. Like how she talked shit, how she moved in a way that was like almost more menacing than the original Doc Ock. Because Doc Ock was like as far as my Spider-Man villains, he like up there. He up at the top, right? So to see this yeah. this female Doc Ock and then not even knowing that that's what she was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of threw me for a loop and I, I, I love that. So that's all. That's all I had to say. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, she was. Uh, it's it's funny that the movie's so good and has so much going into it that I kind of forgot about how good she was, but she was very good. Yeah, yeah, she's really creepy. She's just like this innocent scientist, and then she's like, "Yeah, Peter, um, I'm gonna watch your molecules separate from each other and enjoy it as the pain takes over your every being, every part of your being." I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. okay. Man, he might need some help. And he's like, I got it. He's just getting beat. It's like the Incredibles. Like, he's getting beat up in the background. You just see the silhouette of the shadows and him getting his ass whooped. And he's like, nope, don't turn around. Keep running. You don't need the monitor, though. Just, yeah. just take the desktop. Don't, don't bring the monitor. Uh, it, it just has a lot of little stupid, fun, goofy jokes in it, man. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it just rewards you for every year you've read Spider-Man and every, every single episode of the show you've seen in the movies. The more you know, the more you're gonna like this movie. It's it just feels like the completion of my entire life of loving Spider-Man. Yeah. And if you don't know anything <laughs> going into it, you're still good. Yeah, I almost yeah. did it. I did. I know. Now you know. Yeah, I felt. I, I thought fine. better. I thought better. But, but yeah, I I do think it is one of those things that if you are not familiar with any of these characters, you will still have a fun time. So. Oh, okay, so with that said, uh, we're now closing out that review, but we got one more thing we're going to bring for you guys. We're just going to try it, see how it works. Um, so um, I've asked Keith and Tim to not read this beforehand. If you two gentlemen would please uh, refer to the link. Um, and what this is, uh, according to the tweet from Keaton Patty, uh, that is K-E-A-T-O-N-P-A-T-T-I on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> this person forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Hallmark Christmas movie <laughs> and then asked it to write a Hallmark Christmas movie of its own and this is the first page so um, Keith and Tim uh, I'd like for you guys to read it along with me here we go so this um, pilot or whatever the hell this is for the uh, Hallmark movie is called The Christmas on Christmas alright so inside of a small town snow globe refillery that that's what and and again keep my all all the things that we're gonna say and there's gonna be some improper grammar all kind of stuff this was written by an ai so hold on hold on do you want one of us to be single mother and one to be businessman yeah okay so same question (laughs) yeah keith you be single mother uh tim you be businessman hell yes all right here we go all right so uh we see a single mother refilling snow globes with christmas juice she is widow her husband died in every war I refill globes better than Jesus Claus. Yet still my twins are dad free. Why? They need double dad. Businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases and he's Hallmark hot. Hi. Do your snow globes lack wet? Harry, Christmas attacks soon. <laughs> Businessman has flashbacks to when he was business boy. A Christmas tree explodes his family on purpose. He now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. He exits ah, the flashback. 
Shut your sound. I am from huge city. I brought your land. Pardon me. I bought your land and am turning it into an oil resort. Rude behavior. This is a family business. I sell families. I am widow. My husband is now bones. Single mother points to her husband's bones in the corner of the room. <laughs> they are all gift wrapped in eggnog. All my wives are bones. That is American. But I must make money for my twins to live. They are a prince. I too have owned twins. Please <laughs> don't have bought my land. Christmas is today. Laugh. I bought Christmas and now it is never. Unless we go on dates. I cannot date. Because of a snow curse, I pray Santa helps me. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is Bones. Bones helping nobody. And sing. Jesus. <laughs> my, my early 2000s indie rock group is definitely called Bones Help Nobody. Are you serious? That is spectacular. I'm going to travel through time in a snow globe and do that. So, will this be a segment? I don't know. But it's a little fun. Maybe we'll just do it before we record because the shit's hilarious. But we thought you guys might enjoy it. Um, and, you know, we'll see if we can bring some more goofy stuff like this when we get through talking about whatever topic. But um, it was just a fun little stupid thing to do. And it almost killed me the first time I read it. Slap <laughs> a little too hard. Yeah, that was hella funny. That's fun. But anyway, um, you guys got anything else? That's it, man. I, I need to uh, go drink some water because I'm still recovering from all the laughter. Drink some water. Oh. Also, Tim, great voice, by the way. Oh, thanks so really much. Really committed, man. Well, it's Appreciate nice it. to finally get to use my real voice on the podcast. It's nice. <laughs> Not have to do this fake shit. Um, <laughs> congratulations to both of you on our excellent first year of this beautiful podcast. Oh, this Yay. is the first year. There's too many more. Yeah. yeah, we're going to do a lot more. We're going to really try to commit to doing, you know, things on a more frequent basis. But um, I think we've we've had, a, you know, some decent content. We just got to work on getting it out there for the people. But, yeah, man, I've enjoyed doing this. So, you know, I hope you all have to. Well, I say you all, the both of you. <laughs> and if Most the people good. would like to hear more, they should give us five stars on iTunes and tell their friends to listen to this and share it and all that. Yes. Happy New Year. That as well. We will talk to you all soon. And uh, well, something new. Something new. We'll see. All right. We out of here. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Welcome fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big pain. Wherever there's a pain, you'll find a Spider-Man.